0: Welcome to the Electricians Co-op. I'm your host, Rob Russ. And I'm Jamie Small. On today's show we have Oliver Saunders from Saunders Electrical Group. Oliver and his team have been delivering electrical services
1: to the Sydney Metro and Hills area for more than 10 years. Saunders Electrical is a family-owned business and Oliver says that it's our integrity and professionalism that sets us apart from the rest. And that's why so many people choose us as their local electrician. Today, you're going to learn how Oliver and his team do exactly that. Let's get started. G'day, Jamie. How are you? Good, Rob. How are you? I'm very well. Hi, Oliver. Thanks hey, for coming Oliver. down to the studio.
2: No worries. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having me. No, uh, thanks for coming. How do you like the view, mate? Oh, it's beautiful, mate. It's awesome setup here and wouldn't mind coming back for a second. It's all right, isn't <laughs> it? We'll bring you back
1: for a barbecue. Sadly, the view won't be lasting much longer because we've been evicted. It's time to leave. The owners sold the property. So, yeah, um, we keep... similar, eh? Yeah, unfortunately, there's nothing similar at that price point. <laughs> uh, we've had a good run and me and Suze have been saying here for years, like, one more summer, just one more summer, one more summer. Yeah, we've had a really good run. Like The rent here was like 550 bucks. How about that, right? Yeah. For you well, can hour. do it at
0: my place. I live on the water, so we can
1: we can maybe, come out. Uh, set something up at home. Do it up on the balcony with yeah, the man. outdoor setting and stuff like yeah, that. Man, that'd be sick. Yeah, these microphones are really good. They don't pick up too much ambient noise either, so you can do it outside. I've done it outside this before. To make sure the seagulls don't land on the table. well, makes <laughs> you know a bit of ambient noise there as well, getting pecked at while you're eating your chips. <laughs> it's good stuff. Hey, man, uh, thanks so much for coming down. I really appreciate you making the trek down here to Cronulla. How's business in your world? Hey, it's
2: good. Yeah, surprisingly after after last year business has really picked up and yeah 2021 is looking pretty good for us that's and exciting man yeah just on the grind on the hustle yeah just it is. Yeah.
1: keep going it's been really empowering and enlightening for me to talk to all of you tradies and hear that business is going well because on my other podcasts, i talk to other business owners and some people have just been totally crushed mm. people's percentages and their numbers down by up to 90 95 yeah. percent and really really struggling so great thing about electrical work is it never goes away right that's yeah, right, mate. It's essential service, fix, isn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the good thing about electrical is, if the in-store side dies, there's always maintenance to be done.
2: That's no matter it, mate, what's yeah. going
0: on. So I think it's good to have a leg of that business as well. How yeah, do you find sure. that?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like during the sort of start of COVID last year, everyone's sort of freaking out. Yeah. You know, about ten months ago, whatever it was, and majority of our works what like, booked in, quoted work, yep. um, and we sort of had to deal with what was going on because that sort of dropped off a bit and we sort of pivoted and changed the focus and, and direction of our company and our business more towards, you know, breakdown, call outs, emergency sort of work for a period there and I think that helped us get through. You know, those couple of months, yeah. yeah. How long in in advance are you booked out? Is it one, two weeks, a few days? A majority of our work's like domestic, residential, yeah. like upgrades in people's homes and that sort of thing. So we're generally two to three weeks booked in advance with that work. And then also we do some construction work as well, renos and a couple yeah. of new builds every year too. So, so if someone calls you and you're booked out, say, two or three weeks in advance, do you try and slot it into your days, like a service
0: job in between there? Or after hours Yeah,
2: we, we generally we don't get a lot of like new customers calling up for breakdown emergency work. Yeah. It's mainly our existing customers that already know us and we've done work prior. So th- that's the only sort of time we get phone calls to come out as a, sort of an emergency, which isn't that often. Depending on what the emergency is or the call out is, you can generally fit it in sort of within yeah. a, a day or two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, very good. Do you have did you have a moment there in COVID where you were like Ugh!
1: I don't know what's going on or what's happening, or is it like ah oh. oh, whatever, man? I like, bring it. I don't care.
2: A little bit of both. I guess I saw it as an opportunity because I think majority of people would have been like, oh, you know, shit, like it's this is scary, you know, like let's try and save our pennies, yep. contract. Whereas I, I sort of looked at it the other way, like nice. other companies, other businesses, especially our competitors, if they're going into that sort of contraction, you know, like save every penny, mm-hmm. that's an opportunity. Yeah, totally. You, you know, like so we actually spent sixty percent more on our marketing. And like, we got our name out there, push out more content, tried, tried to just be be more and take over that, that market space, I guess. And I think on the back end of it, towards the end of last year, that sort of paid off a bit. Yeah. Caught up for you. And yeah. how are you marketing? A lot through social media, yep. uh, SEO as well. I've got a guy who runs our um, like our Google SEO and that sort of thing too. And how's that going for you? Yeah, good mate. We yep. uh, recently redesigned our website. Looks um, really nice by the way. I was yeah, looking at it before is, yeah. as <laughs> I was doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't good. always look like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first time, this is our second, we had our website built when I first started the business, and then it's been redesigned.
1: A couple like, of different iterations, a few different times, yeah.
2: Yeah. The first first website, was like, oh, they sort of asked me, oh, what do you want? I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Do this, do that. But of course, what I think yeah. looks good, yeah. what I think would work, isn't actually what really works. And what the customer <laughs> wants. Exactly. So, um, yeah, hired like a proper full-on professional guy who, who does that yep. sort of thing, and yeah, just leave it in the hands of the experts. So, so being twenty
0: twenty one now, and twenty twenty was a pretty tough year. How's twenty twenty one looking? Are you looking to
2: grow, evolve? What are you looking to do? Yeah, definitely both grow yeah. and evolve. Yeah, I think if you're not looking to always grow and evolve, yeah. then, then you're going backwards. Yeah, you need to always be expanding. Yeah, I, what's I think the strategy so? behind that? How are we going to do it? Just everywhere try yep. and get our name out more yep. i'd love to add another one to two builders yeah you know to our contacts this year and yeah just try and serve more people help more yep. people and that's we can do that through obviously social media we get yep. heaps of um heaps of leads come through social media nice. so we're quite active on there facebook instagram yeah um yeah word of mouth and stuff like that yeah so. i noticed
0: you got over two thousand followers i thought i was uh
2: on top of the electrical but you all, you all got me covered yeah <laughs> I just find like, yeah, if you got like an engaged following, yeah, like I'd rather have you know 500 followers yeah. who are engaged, yeah, totally, than you know 5,000 that sort of just scroll past you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah,
1: tell me, uh, are you going to hire some people this year? Oh, I've been trying
2: to hire someone for about two months. Oh, uh, really? It's a trying, bit. Yeah. It's a drama, it's isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, we yeah. have tried a couple of guys. It's um, it is hard finding the right fit to find someone that fits in with your culture and you know same sort of values and you know willing to sort of go with your vision and what you sort of want to do as well so yeah it's a challenge but um what have you tried so far in terms of hiring what sort of avenues <laughs> a little bit on social media yeah
1: uh, put a couple of ads out on seek how did that work for you that's never worked for me what's that seek, seek. yeah I always get like inundated with CVs and then I have a good filtering process but then when the rubber meets the road, and you get them there, it's sort of like God. I'd rather just get a referral. Do you know somebody that can help me do this? And you'll know someone or ask someone. That's always been the best way for me in, in human resources, actually.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I've yeah found as well. It's, it's hard with Seek. You get yeah you get heaps of applications, you know, but none of them like we're getting you know, applicants. Like I said, I was saying to you before the show, Rob. Most of our work's around. Sort of the North Sydney Hills District, you know, like I'd say over 80% of our works yeah. out that way. So we generally don't, and all like my apprentices, my brother is a tradesman, works with me as well. We all live within five, ten minutes of each other, you know. So all our mm. works around there, and you know, it's, it's not really. I'm getting applications from like Wollongong and you know down Cronulla Way and stuff like that. So it won't work from Exactly, mate. When you're travelling over an hour to get to work every, and back yeah, every day, it's all well mate. and
0: good. They say that they'll make it work, but. After a period of time, they're like, "Oh my god!" And now I travel to and from work—it's not worth it. It's tiring, yeah, exactly. It's tiring yeah. being in the car, Quite just Often troubling. on Seek, actually, the first question an applicant will ask me is, "What are you paying?" I'm like, that's a really bad start if you're asking that yeah. straight up. Yeah, yeah but uh, like you said, what's, like what's said your before, response, mate? Maybe this job isn't right for you. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's negotiable, like, depending on how good you are. Yeah, like you start here, but you can work to here. You know, like, I think, and it's the same with our guys—you show your worth. And you can earn more money.
1: Just depends. I'm greedy. What,
0: yeah. you know, I, I yeah. like everyone within the business to earn good money as well. It's not about me. It's about us. And if we can earn good, all good money and create a really good environment at work, and like you said before, i you have a really good culture at work, so people enjoy being there.
1: You know, it uh, goes a long way to having a successful business. Yeah, definitely. It's a, really, it's a really, really important part of the business, human resources, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, Rob Russ here. If this is your first time here at The Electrician's Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Thanks for your loyalty and thanks for spending your time with Jamie, myself and Oliver on the podcast today. Make sure if you like what you hear on today's show, you share this with your mates who are electricians. Jamie and I want to reach as many people as we can and we want to help more people to break through to the next level in their business and their life. So Ollie, where did it start for you, mate? Have you been a Sparky since you left school? Have you been, did you do your apprenticeship out of school or was it a little bit later in life?
2: Yeah, mate, I um started my apprenticeship pretty much straight out of school. Finished year twelve. I didn't in year twelve I sort of didn't know what I wanted to do. I was pretty decent with sport and stuff. I was thinking maybe somewhere in the sporting sort of industry, doing whatever. I played rugby union, rugby league growing up and that, so but yeah, I still wasn't a hundred percent sure. But yeah, I might actually was living at mum and dad's place and uh our next door neighbor at the time was an electrician he had a um electrical business electrical company himself so i got chatting to him and um yeah he he said give it a crack mate like it's, it's a good good trade a good industry to be in i thought yeah why not like i'm not too sure what else i want to do so i might as well give this a go and see what happens yeah and yeah so finished high school and yeah november whatever it was and started got an apprenticeship started in february yeah a couple of months later and yeah, that's how it started. That's such a great Australian attitude, isn't it? Yeah, I just asked a neighbour,
1: he said it was good. I thought, ah, oh, you know, I'll give it a go and give it a crack. And far out, man, he never, who, who knew,
2: knew? Who knew yeah, it would well, turn out you like don't this? no, like just when you're young, mate, just try whatever, try a bunch yeah. of different yeah. things and yeah. find out what's what you enjoy. And yeah,
1: that's yeah, a great yeah, way yeah. to look at life, isn't it? It's good. Was he a successful business guy, do you know, or was he? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I think he's, he wasn't like, didn't have a massive business. He had two or three guys working for him, but. Yeah, you had a beautiful house, and yeah, nice utes, nice cars, and that's stuff. That's inspiring. And you'd, yeah, you'd for rather sure. work for someone that's d- doing well, so you can sort of look up to him and go, "I want to
0: be you," rather than work for someone that's in a beat up old house and beat up old, you know, ute or van, whatever. Yeah, you want totally to be inspired by whoever you're working for. Yeah, I know myself. Right. You know, when I first started my apprenticeship, I was 27 years old when I started after when I finished playing footy, and after probably about two years, like second year apprentice doing construction, I thought, you know what, I need more than this. And I always wanted
2: to be a business owner. How about yourself? Did you think you always wanted to work for yourself? Yeah. It wasn't straight away when I first started the apprenticeship, yeah. but I guess throughout the apprenticeship, maybe my third, fourth year, I did think one day I'd love to you know, start a business. I had no idea about business. We were, I was just working in construction, you know, building townhouses and um, apartment buildings and that sort of thing. So I don't really know anything about quoting or Pricing, or there was no of, one
1: influencing you. Yeah, you were just going to
2: work, doing your job, and exactly, going. Exactly, yeah. mail roughing in, you know, apartments yeah. and townhouses. So, I didn't really have any idea about business. But deep down, I sort of knew that one day I'd like to have a go at it. And yeah, it wasn't until when I was that? I started my apprenticeship in two thousand and five. Uh, started the started my business in twenty seventeen. Yeah, so there was a period there where I was overseas for a few years. But yeah, so. It wasn't straight away. I did get my license, finish my apprenticeship. Then, yeah, you know, a few years after that is when I sort of, yeah, took and the. No point. regrets. No nah, mate, no regrets. It's um running a business. You know what it's like. It's it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, you know what are they? What's that saying? I've heard people say before. I'd rather work eighty hours a week for myself than thirty eight or forty, <laughs> you know, for someone else. But you're yeah. gonna love
0: it. And like we said before in the podcast, Rob. I love thinking about it. Like it's not a chore. I know some people go, "Oh, I've got to work," and I'd never wake up on a Monday morning and dread going to work or even thinking about work. Even when, you know when I'm laying on the lounge watching a movie with my wife and kids, I'll be often drift off and thinking about work. What about you?
2: How do you find that? <laughs> yeah, exactly the same, mate. It's um, it's, it's like a I, I love business, and I've yeah. only had my business for three three and a half years, but I'm finding as I go along like I'm, I'm enjoying it more and more not like I love being a sparky you love being on the tools but the business aspect or the business side of it I just find I'm really yeah. starting to enjoy more as, as time goes on yeah and I love building business mate yeah. like it's, it's really enjoyable yeah yeah so building relationships with builders and clients as well obviously You're obviously a good guy so yeah, yeah yeah like yeah love meeting people and yeah. everyone else out there has, has what you want so you need to go out and meet people too yeah. Well, that's the thing. A great, I often
0: right? refer to this as well. It doesn't matter how good a sparky you are. If you're a dickhead, you're still a dickhead. People don't <laughs> want to work with you. So oh, if exactly. you're a good guy and a pretty yeah. good sparky, you're going to be more inclined to get more work. So just be a good guy. Yeah,
1: yeah being, exactly. a, being a tradesman is just like half of it. Yeah, You've got to be a good person, to be the other half of it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Running a business is completely yeah. completely different. It's a different game. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Tell, tell me,
1: Ollie, was there anyone in your family that had a small business that kind of inspired you or, or not really, just the people that were around you?
2: No, not in my family. No, dad. Dad's uh, he was a removalist. He um, that was his business. Not his business. He's he's a like general manager. He's oh, right. been like yeah, he's pretty high up in he's been high up in a couple of different uh, moving businesses. So I was like I was born in England. Dad's English, so we moved to Australia when I was eight years old, right? Um, and that was for dad's work. Like he got a job down here in, in Sydney, and we moved down here when I was a kid. But yeah, so he's he sort of knows how to run a business and stuff. I didn't talk too much to dad ever about starting a business. Mm yeah just deep down on you one day I wanted to start mm-hmm. one and yeah it's yeah just 2017 was yeah. the time to do it. Nice one. What, can you remember what the
1: most challenging thing was for you when you started out because it's scary when you unbuckle yourself from a job and you have a steady income you've got everything's regular everything's good then all of a sudden you step away from it and then now it's all on you the sales the delivery the execution the marketing ah, it's a giant massive headache like that was there something that was like a really big challenge for you that stands out in your mind?
2: Yeah everything you just said mate when, <laughs> when I, um, well, I was just relating yeah. my experience actually yeah <laughs> I think it's, it's probably, everyone's it's, isn't it? it's, yeah yeah a bit of the same for everyone in in 2017 when I um I gave my 2 weeks notice or whatever uh, to to my to my company that I was working for to my boss I had two two to three days work booked in that's all I had And that was like in two weeks time that was your new business that was two to three days work yeah that's that's (laughs) literally all i I had so obviously i'd I'd saved up prior to giving my notice you know you'd be cash saved up about 15 grand we had a bit of me uh my wife and i lauren we had a bit of savings saved up um i saved up about 15k in cash just to get the business started and lauren was off work at the time we just had a a little boy my little boy spencer he's he's four and a half now. but lauren was off work yeah so i was the only one bringing the income in and we thought, oh, like, like I, I want to like have a crack at this. Like, we'll just do it now. Like, she's she had the maternity leave and stuff, whatever coming in for a few months. That that was the time to do it. So I remember giving my leave to my boss. Had two more weeks, so two more pays, and then yeah, two to three days of uh, work booked in. Um, it was scary, but it was, it was like a real eye opener. Like when your back's against the wall, like. If I don't make this work yeah. Like don't My wife's not going to eat yeah. you Won't have anywhere to live You know Or well, we had a mortgage As well On top mm. of that So If I don't find a way To make it work Like yeah. Your back's square Against the wall or you, you find a way yeah. I think that's the key Ollie you know
0: I think If you've got a plan B Something to fall back on It's an excuse And your plan A Was start your business Because you got a young young boy, Spencer, and you got your wife to feed and a mortgage, so you have to make it work.
1: Yeah, There's totally no agree.
0: And and I was almost exi- that story you just told Dan was pretty much exactly the same story yeah. as me, and that inspires me. You go, you know what? It's good that I'm not alone, and the exact same amount of money as well I started with. Yeah. <laughs> and the accountant said to me, it's, "Mate, you're crazy. You, you need, need 50. Money yeah, yeah the thing, you need 50 what grand. What if this happens? Yeah. What if that happens? And I yeah. said, "Mate. <laughs> See you later. You're
1: not the right accountant for me, pal. I'm going to have a crack. When I left the, I had a similar experience when I left the army, Um, two of my mates got out before me and we said, we're going to start a business. And I think I was maybe two months behind them. So they were in it for two months, but not much was happening with the business at the time. And I got out, two little kids, my missus not working. We were not in Sydney. We had to come back to Sydney. So she didn't have a job. I didn't have a job. Got out just, and the office was over in their apartment in Coogee. And I lived in Southo driving from Salo to Coogee every single day like that, going, oh, how are we going to make this work? And my mates were really good from a uh, technical project management side, but they were not any good at sales. They didn't know anything about that. And I've been in the military for 10 years, and i had done a little bit of sales work, but not much. And so I thought, all we're going to do is just bridge a gap. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's go find somebody that knows what they're doing. And we hired a telemarketing company at the time. They started pounding the phones for us, and all of a sudden we had so much work that we had to hire people. Mm-hmm. We had like 20-odd people working with us within about three months, and I was like, you deal with the HR, you deal with that, you deal with the books, you deal with that. And yeah, I just didn't have any other choice, yeah, like yeah. you say, and my back was against the wall. But it really, looking back at it, it didn't feel like that at the time. It just felt like, well, I don't know, I drive all the way from Southerner to you? I'm here now. We might as well do something. What are we going to do with this bloody thing? You know, make it yeah. work. And how are we going to make it work? And we just tried a few different things and it stuck. Yeah. And it was really exciting. It's an exciting time in your life when that happens.
2: Yeah, I agree. It was the same at the time. I didn't think I oh, like this is a situation. Like, like deep down in the back of your head, you know, you have got to try and make it work. Yeah. But it's only sort of in the last year or two when I've actually thought about what happened, you know, three and a half years yeah. ago, whatever. I was like, that's it's full on. Like, yeah. when think yeah. about it's good the to pat yourself on the back and be grateful. And you know,
0: you've achieved something. You know, you've started a business on the back of a pretty tough start. So you yeah, should be yeah. Uh, motivated by that.
1: Definitely, yeah, definitely. You know, when I when I kicked off my business, it was all. A bit of a blur to be honest because it happened so quickly and the very first person that I hired was this electrical engineer guy from Sri Lanka and uh, we we needed we actually needed electricians to uh, to help us we're doing all the testing and tagging and there was no people that we could find that were appropriately qualified and this guy you know spoke three words of English but he had all the right credentials and the right qualifications and he knew exactly what it is that we needed him to do. Were those three words test and tag? Yes literally. Literally, all jokes aside, man. Uh, and over a period of time, he sort of kind of lowered his guard and he could speak really good English. He just pretended like he couldn't because he didn't. He was just trying to get the lay of the land and it was his first job in Australia. And if you've ever heard like stories of immigrants coming to Australia, like my grandparents were immigrants after World War II. They came to Australia. Your dad is an immigrant coming here for a job and you just make a life for yourself, right? He was one of those people who had nothing. His family was back home in Sri Lanka and it was just him by himself living in this little crappy apartment in Hurstville somewhere with you know, he's paying $300 a week in rent. He's got, he's running out of money. He needs a job. He'll do anything. And, you know, that was a high point for me in my business. But over a period of time, we sort of got a bit of momentum behind us and there was a lot more people working with us. And I wanted to ask you this question because for me in the early days of my business, the low point was the cash flow management because we had a, 15, 20 people working for us we had a wages bill of $15,000 a week going out the door and I would, ha- I would be sitting on about 30 to 35 maybe as much as $40,000 worth of invoices but I'm not collecting and back in the day, back in the early 2000s, it wasn't, internet banking wasn't like it was. I used to have to go around and go, hey man, knocking on doors, going, I and mean, make another the money, the cheque for that, or give me some cash and do that. And it would be on a Wednesday afternoon, I'd go and do a milk run, go around and try and collect 15,000 bucks where the cash dump it all in the bank, put a quick clearance on all the cheques and pay everybody. And that was stressful as hell, man. Did you have a low point in your early days?
2: Not with that cash flow. It, my situation was a bit different to yours, I guess. I, for the first... Uh Close to a year. It was just myself working, but yeah, right at the start, we had a bit of savings saved up. So with the cash flow thing, I actually didn't pay myself. I didn't take anything from the business for close to six months.
1: Did you just let it accumulate in the account?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so I how just built up then. Hey, how are you affording to live if you weren't paying yourself? Uh, Lauren and I had some savings. Oh, okay, sure. so we saved up. I saved up that fifteen k separately mm-hmm. to kick the business off. Yep. But we had some savings. Saved anyway We sort of lived off that For you know Five to six months first Before we built up That sort of cash cushion In the business account And then Then after that I sort of started You know Paying myself A bit of a wage But, um, yeah, it's a bit different to your story, Rob, there. So having all these massive, massive bills, you know.
1: Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but when the rubber meets the road and you've got to be an entrepreneur and do entrepreneur stuff, it actually, sometimes it's not very much fun. That 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 wasn't fun.
0: A lot of people, the money comes in, it goes straight out. And if you're not a big spender like I'm not, and you obviously clearly aren't, it's good to have that buffer buffer, because if you've got a a tough period in your business, you're not freaking out going, oh, my God, I shouldn't have bought that, shouldn't have bought that, you know. Like, we had a situation where one of our eyelids, the, the... the engine blew so it was like 10 grand for a new engine i'm like well a new one's 40 but i've got to put stickers i've got to put racks and and it's already ready to go so you've got to pay 10 grand so if you're a big spender you might not have that 10 grand ready to go in an emergency and you obviously had that money aside so that you felt more comfortable moving forward in your business i think that's really really important that yeah when the money when the invoices are coming in they're not just going straight out through expenses
1: Mm.
2: yeah exactly Uh,
1: yep did anything go wrong in those early days that you can remember? Is there a f- is there a story that's a little bit like, oh my god, looking back at it now?
2: Nothing, nah, not nothing too serious. I mean, I was obviously, like I said earlier, I was starting a business. Like I I didn't know too much about pricing and quoting and that sort of thing. You quickly learn. Do you ever underquote anything accidentally? Yeah, yeah. Lost well, there you go. There's by underquoting. That's how you learn, though. Isn't yeah, that? yeah, it's the best. It's not, at the time, it's not the best way, but yeah. in hindsight, it's it's the best and fastest way to learn yeah. by actually making mistakes and learning from them. Yeah. In my experience, that's what I've found. I don't like making mistakes. I'd rather you just tell me not to do that. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, that's, it's good that's, to learn the hard way. Yeah, it's, oh. good, it's good to learn the hard way. Really?
2: Nah. I mean, if you can shortcut it by going straight <laughs> yeah. to people who know, yeah, and yeah. getting advice and, and learning from people who've been there and done yeah. that.
1: I'm not going well, to listen to the them way anyway, goes. and I'll make my own mistakes. Yeah, well, that's that's the the
2: what happens with yeah this
0: podcast. You share your story, and people go, "Oh, that's yeah," because a guy reached out to me. I forget it was on Instagram the other and he heard me talk about Podium. Anyway, Podium is like a, an app that you can use to sort of streamline your business and I, I had an experience using that app and it cost me 550 bucks a month Gosh. and I had a bad experience with it and the guy texts me and goes, oh, tell me about Podium and I sort of told him about my experience and he, it prevented him signing up to a 12-month deal and, yeah, you know, for $6,000 yeah, or right, something, so yeah. It's big money. So yeah. it's good to share those sort of wins and losses, you know, so people can learn from them. Yeah. So when you first started off, Ollie, you know, like, were you busy five
2: days a week? And <clears> if you weren't, what did you do to keep yourself busy? Oh, I definitely wasn't busy with my own work. One job, two days work, you know. Yeah. At the start, I was lucky enough, I knew, um, I knew two or three other Sparkies who had their own businesses and were sort of established, you know, been around for a few years. So between those two or three Sparkies, I was able to get, you know, three, four, five days yeah. uh, nice. subby work. week kind of thing wasn't consistent but fairly regularly enough to sort of keep us going keep the business going i guess yeah maybe one day two days a week work of my own work like over the first three four months but that helped me along heaps just like knowing people and getting to know other sparkies and that yeah Yeah, that sort of helped kick kick the business off and kept the wheels turning while i sort of built up my own sort of client base Yeah. yeah
1: I think that's a really valuable and golden piece of advice. You said right there. I don't think you realize you said it is before you step off into your own business. Make sure you got your network established. Don't do not burn yeah. bridges and don't, don't do it. Exactly don't try and do it by yourself. Yeah, yeah. Make no. sure you've got half a dozen people there in your in your corner that you can call upon once a month, and then you're going to get half a dozen jobs once a month, which will keep you going for three or four days each like that. Yeah, it can it's be good. good to
0: have those guys that you can sub you for. Like sometimes, like when you <laughs> take the um, leap and start working for yourself, you think, oh, that's it, five days a week. But you know, I w- I, I myself was probably doing three days subbing and two days of my own stuff then that sort of faded out to five days of my own stuff so I think it's important to have that when you first started were you did you have a system for invoicing and quoting or did, were you doing it on paper, how would you do all that,
2: all that sort of stuff? No my accountant set up like the accounting software it's yep. called Reckon Hosted and I was just I literally when I started like I had no idea really about business so I was just, my quoting was just type an email send the email, that's the quote but then I'd just I'd generate the invoice on the accounting software and, and then email that at the end of the job yeah. and it worked it worked yeah. but it was a lot of work like yeah. it was it was hard to keep track of things and stuff and yeah now now we use a system called uh, Service Mate oh, yeah. so it's, it's coming on tomorrow yeah, yeah
0: Service oh, Mate's yeah. coming on tomorrow oh, yeah. Yeah. oh awesome yeah. yeah it's
2: really helped our business like, yeah. yeah we started earlier last year with it yeah everything's sort of cloud based yeah, you'll learn more about it tomorrow obviously but it just streamlines our business makes everything so much easier you know the boys all our crews we've got iPads each tradesman's got an ipad all the jobs everything's just you know on on the ipad on the service mate app there and professional way to sort of run your business through through a job software job scheduling software program like like that yeah and how'd you learn how to use it did someone come out or you taught yourself no i taught myself it's pretty straightforward like i'd never used a program like that before but yeah you just sort of spend the time in the evenings or whatever Mm -hmm. and get familiar with it i sort of spent sort of a week i just sort of mucking around with it and creating you know fake fake quoting and fake Hmm. voices just to learn the system and then after a week or two then sort of went live with it as with anything like you you make mistakes as you go along and you sort of work it out as you go kind of thing yeah yeah
0: Yeah. um service mate's got a have you seen gone through the add-ons and set and seen the automated um add-on you can put in there yeah so you put in the automated add-on for all the listeners out there and you can actually have text messages that are automatically sent for you just following up a client, you know, asking for a review, asking how the job went, confirming your booking and that sort of stuff. It just prevents you
2: from doing it yourself. Do you use that? Yeah, we've got all those add-ons. Yep. It's awesome, mate. Like job booking confirmations. Yep. So we've got that set up. So, you know, we'll we'll send out our quote. If it gets approved, there's actually the quote. You can open up the quote online. There's a little link on the email they get and there's a accept quote button they can click at the top. When they click that, it changes the, the job in the system from a quote to a work order mm. and you can schedule it into to your calendar the job and then 24 hours before the, uh, the job they get a, a booking confirmation email um, so just little stuff like that and it then, all comes off your desk yeah then yeah. follow up payment yep. uh, after you send the invoice mm-hmm. you know, the boys can um, if they're doing a domestic job they can you know, finish the job on site go on the iPad awesome. sign off the job yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and that email they the invoice, invoice. Oh, right, yeah, they do all right. that how do
0: you find that? it's good mate yeah.
2: yeah so it comes through they're able to because like I said, most of our work's quoted work, so everything's preloaded pretty much into yeah. the, the quote and the job anyway.
1: Just a matter of finalising it, sending it to the client once yeah, it's done? Yeah,
2: taking photos, mm. saves on the system of all the work we've done, um, getting the signature at the end, uh, and signing off, and yeah, literally two to three clicks, and mm. the customers got their invoice in their email inbox. Mm. Yeah, very nice. Saves a lot on admin. Oh, yeah, oh, mate. It's, yeah,
0: we use it ourselves Ollie, and prior to that we used to use like a whatsapp page to communicate with the boys and have all their jobs on there but as you probably know you know like she when once the you've done a job from someone and six months later i will say okay oh can you just um check your photos to sort of see how that cable is <laughs> run and you're scrolling through like tens of thousands of photos rather than just typing the job address and it's all there yeah there exactly
1: yeah, so professional really heaps easier yeah Yep. Um, I'm so glad that you've taken the time to come down here and share your story. And it's good to see somebody who's like early on in their business as well. Because one of the things that I know about business and consulting, and I've just been working in this small business space, space for such a long time, is that people that are thinking about stepping off into a small business are often inspired by the people that are around them. So I look at the guy across the street, like your neighbor, and he's got three or four cars, he's his business is doing pretty well but the reality is it doesn't you don't just step out of your job into a company that has 20 people like that what happened to me was an anomaly that's an anomaly a glitch in the matrix right that's a rare thing that happens to people and i know that so it's great to hear your story of incremental growth It was just you a little bit of subbing subbing fades away then you go like that and at some point you have your first hire who was your first hire it's actually my brother
2: oh no way <laughs> yeah, yeah maddie so he's obviously your licensed electrician as nice. well older or younger brother He's two years younger. Yeah. He was a professional rugby player, played overseas for seven or eight years. Yeah. He, he did his apprenticeship, worked for a couple of years after he got his licence, and then he went overseas to play rugby. Yeah, unfortunately, he had a, he had a bad injury a couple of years ago, uh, broke his leg pretty badly and, and had to retire after that. He came back to Australia, and around the same sort of time, I was looking to maybe put an apprentice on, or we had a fair bit of work, I had a fair bit of work on at the time. Yeah, Maddie came back and so wasn't doing too much, still doing his rehab on his leg and that. And um, yeah, it just he came on board. So it was cool. like, yeah, it went. I didn't get an apprentice first. It was actually myself then another tradesman, which is good in, in a way because obviously tradesmen cost more than a, an apprentice, but you can get more work done. Mm. So for the first sort of couple of months, we were just working together. When you hire someone, it's, it's kind of like two steps forward, one step back. So, or financially. Yeah. So I'll put a tradesman on, I had to sort of take a pay cut for a couple of months and we were working together on most of our jobs. And then the work kept growing. And then we sort of split up. So we sort of had two crews going then, both of us, and sort of grew that way. And then we, yeah, now we've got another two apprentices. Nice. Yeah, so Matty was m- my brother. He was he was the first one. I've got another brother, actually, Benny. He's a Sparky too. Oh, there you Yeah, yeah he's, he's still overseas. He's playing in Japan. And yeah. is he so younger again? He's younger, yeah. So yeah, right. he's... He's six years younger than me. And he'll come and work for you when he gets back you reckon? I think so, yeah. You'll open he's, up a role for him? Yeah, yeah, that's for a, sure. Well,
0: that's a good way to sort of know that you wanna, you're want to, you gonna grow. You know that you have got your brother who you can obviously trust coming back to the company. So you need to make sure there's a job there ready for him and you've obviously got enough work, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's,
2: he's, he works for us as a casual when he's back. He sort of, last year was a bit weird with COVID and that. Yeah. So he was, he usually comes back every year between sort of February and June for a couple of months. Um, that's his off season. Um, and he'll give us a hand when he's back for a couple of months there but it's a casual yeah when he comes back whenever it is that he retires I think he's 29 Mm. this year so he ain't got much longer in him yeah mate a few more years yeah maybe Yeah, up to five years maybe I don't know just depends see what happens but um, yeah, definitely, when, when he comes back, that's one of the, obviously, having two brothers, both Sparkies as well, when I established the business and, and set up like a company name and business name and all that sort of thing, nice. I put Saunders Electrical Group, mm. Saunders is obviously my surname, because I knew that, yeah, maybe one day we'll go into partnership or whatever with my brothers and, oh, cool. you know, sort of set up a family sort of thing. Yeah, that's really nice. So man. how do you have holidays? do you Have have you had holidays yet? And how, if so, how do you have them? Yeah, I've had, um, had a couple of holidays. Yeah. Um, actually I actually had one holiday <laughs> booked in before I quit my job. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I left my job in October 2017, and we had a two-week holiday already booked in uh, a couple of months later in December over Christmas and New Year's to go visit Matt and Benny over in Japan. That's where they are playing at the time. Yeah, so I've had that holiday. My dad's family's all over in England. Yep. So we've been to England
1: twice. How does it feel leaving time? a business like yeah. that, going overseas? you The umbilical cord doesn't stretch that far, bro. (laughs) Yeah, no,
2: you're right. At the time, so we went to Japan. That was, it was only me in the business. And most of the time then I was sort of subbing anyway. So that wasn't really too much of an issue. It's not an issue, yeah. Yeah, then six months later, we went and visited Dad's family in England. Again, I was sort of on my own anyway. So that was, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I just sort of put the jobs off for a couple of weeks. But yeah, the second time we went to Europe was in 2019. And Maddie was working with me. So I was still able to send him to jobs. The company could sort of still tick over, you know. And we just got subbies to give us a hand if he needed a second hand for that couple of weeks. Yeah, Yeah, since then, it's it's been, yeah, obviously we didn't do any travel last year, which in hindsight has probably been a good thing for for my business because I've been able to sort of focus. So I think it's good to make sure you try and take a break sometimes Mm. because you probably could burn out if you're working, you know, 100 hours a week or whatever. But uh, it's good to make sure you do take time to sort of relax when you can. But yeah, last sort of a year and a half, two years nearly. I haven't had yeah. a, hol- a proper holiday yet. Did you,
1: did you hear that, Jamie? Because this Christmas yeah, was, was your first yeah, time off in yeah. like a long was, time, wasn't, was wasn't
2: was it? Three
0: years. And um, yeah. since we've used service, mate, we were up in Byron Bay because we couldn't go beyond um, the border. And I was literally. Beach, uh, not beachside, poolside with my iPad, booking jobs out in service, mate. Uh, honestly, I felt like an entrepreneur. I felt like I was just absolutely killing it. <laughs> you
1: were doing it. entrepreneur stuff, like living uh, the, the
0: poolside living. lifestyle. I actually diverted my phone number because, <laughs> as you know, Ollie, a big part of your business is phone calls. And to escape that for 10 days was, oh, it was so relieving. And I actually diverted my phone number. So any call I got went to one of our guys, Brad.
1: Did you relax? So did, you, she, did you relax or were you a bit I antsy about it? About it?
0: No, it took like a couple of days. Am I going to miss something? But it was really good for him to get a taste of it, to sort of see the volume of calls that come in. Mm. And he was on the tools working at the same time as taking phone calls and, you know, trying to get quotes done and, you know, those little jobs that sort of pop up getting those done. But he did such a good job. He actually embraced it. And all the boys go, it was actually really good. I really liked him doing what you do. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, I could probably get good. used to this myself, you know. So yeah. And have a, having service mate allowed me to do that. Yeah. So for anyone out there listening that hasn't got a program, it frees up so much of your time just with booking and scrolling through photos and finding jobs and booking out material, all that sort of stuff. So I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, Ollie, was there a time early on in your business there that you had a, uh, like a big win? like you want a builder or you want a big contract, you want a big job. It might not be something like that. Is there, is there a
2: win that you could share with us to give us a little bit of inspo? Yeah. So early on, I, I, did, I did get a job. It was um, a decent-sized job. It was about 70 grand. Someone starting off in their first year, you know, as a big win good. for me. Yeah. It was down in Matraville, We had a, um, a knockdown rebuild. So the guy was knocking his old little three-bedroom single-story house down. It was a decent-sized block, and he, he built a, uh, a duplex... It, was, it ended up being five levels Like split levels Huge oh. Dupl- Each side Like each yeah. each house was five levels Plus a granny flat each out the back Gosh so It's like a ten storey apartment huge. building <laughs> it, was, it was huge it was like, For me on my own yeah, yeah. At the time I was like Oh man that's that's a lot of work yeah. So I guess that, that was a win How'd you get all that done by yourself? Well I didn't Subbies Yeah subbies oh. and, and, and my brother end up giving his hand yeah. that job dragged on for a while so yeah sort of second half of it I had my brother helping me yeah. how
1: was that coming home to your missus and go we got it
2: we got it we got it, yeah, was it, was, she, it was, she's it
1: was, your fan your biggest fan as well
2: yeah yeah oh mate I couldn't do like yeah. we've got three little kids now you can't do it um, without a mate nah yeah. my wife is like without her mm. there would be no Saunders electrical group yeah. It's um, I think it's important to find someone if, if you've got a, a wife or a partner or whatever um, it's important to find someone that supports you, you can take the weight off your, your shoulders in other areas mm. Because you can't run a business on your own, like especially if you want to sort of grow and you can't do everything. Well, they said there's a saying that
0: says behind every great man there's a great woman. So obviously in your case, yeah, you know, your, your wife's looking after your three kids, you know, so yeah, you definitely need that for sure. Happy yeah. wife, happy life. Yeah, baby, it's, you, it's
2: it's cliche, but it's just really true. Hundred percent,
0: yeah, it's true. Yeah,
2: really true. How old your youngest? Our little boy harvey he was born in august last year so six months you get a COVID baby yeah it was a COVID baby yeah (laughs) it was funny we um posted a photo on instagram when we uh took him home from hospital and you know got photos when we were leaving and yeah lauren and i had our masks on in the hospital (laughs) with our little newborn it was pretty funny but yeah it was just strange having a baby during COVID. like yeah obviously you've had kids and yeah you know in in hospital when you have your kids you know everyone comes and visits it's real busy you know flowers everywhere and Always people coming to see her, but yeah, last year it was it was strange. It was just that, empty.
1: That like, didn't happen, did it? No, no so looking different.
2: back on your business, Ollie. Is there anything you change? You, would you do anything different? Oh, I've learned some good lessons along the way, so I, I don't think there's. Maybe the only thing I'd probably change is getting help sooner, earlier in the business. Yep. I wouldn't um, try and go it alone. I wouldn't try and go it alone for for as long. Now I've got like an accountant who does all our. Accountancy, I've got bookkeepers who do our bookkeeping. got a business coach as well that, that helps me with like, you know, growing the business and pointers. And how often do you see them? At the moment, it's probably once a fortnight. Yep. I'll do like a Zoom meeting. He lives up in northern New South Wales. Yeah, so it's, you don't know everything on your own, mate. You've got to sort of go off things that you don't know. You need to go and source or outsource or find help. Mm. Well, that's
0: the key. Okay. Yeah. I think you've got to. If you need something, you need to ask because if you don't ask, you're never going to
2: learn. Yeah, totally. That's what's so good about this podcast. Yeah, getting spark other sparkies or other business owners in the industry, you know, on on your show, so they can share what they know to help others. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a good sort of avenue to go down and learn. Yeah, you
0: can sort of pick and choose you know what you want to take out of each one because someone might use ServiceMate, someone might use Fergus, Simpro. Yeah. Just got to work out what's most what works for you. for you. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, it's good to hear other people's experience in in that respect. And all right, last question for this segment here for you, Ollie. What advice would you give to a uh, a young electrician that's about to step off into their own business and, and get
2: started? What would you say to them? What would I say? I'd, I'd probably say just be prepared to go all in. Oh, yeah. You know, work oh, hard. Yeah. It's not, Oh, baby. Yeah. It's uh, a... <laughs> It's, it's definitely not easy. I know you see everything, all these people on Instagram and, and Facebook and stuff, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, blah, 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 but they don't actually show you all the fails and all the failings and, and actually how hard it is. Mm-hmm. They don't show you, uh, you know, what happens between 6 p.m. and midnight every night, yeah. seven days a week. Mm-hmm. It's not Netflix, it's, is it? Yeah, no, it's not Netflix, no, it's not Netflix mate. Definitely not. It's, it's not easy and just, yeah, like I said, go all in. You've got to be prepared to put 100% into your business. Because if you don't, you're, not, you're only putting sort of 50 or 80% into be your business. You're not giving yourself every chance of getting to where you want to go and being successful. So just Love it. go 100%. Great advice.
1: Well, we've arrived at my favorite part of the show called Success Tips. I should have been a game oh, show host, voiceover, God. something like that. I don't know. See,
0: before we move into the success tips, I know we've got our website now, and we do. Um, if everyone go, clicks on and has a look, and they'll notice that um, Rob's been
1: airbrushed, but I haven't. I know you, you look at you look. <laughs> what happened, man? You look like you're about I'm, fifty-five or something. Look, what the hell? Older and fat. Yeah, I've got to fix that, man. Well, we, we can't fix fat, but we can maybe fix old with stamping out those wrinkles or something.
0: I actually said to Rob the other day, I said, Oh, mate, you reckon you could you know, airbrush my photo? Because I look fat. He goes, you are fat. I was like, yeah, right. probably am I probably
1: am a little overweight. I turned around and gave him a cuddle. He was okay.
0: Be just a teddy bear,
1: mate. <laughs> You're not fat, mate. You're in great shape for a, uh, for a young man. But I'll still run circles around you every day Dude, of the week. Whatever, so. mate. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. We've got somebody else we can run circles around as well. We've got a, another football player. Yeah? It's all right. The we'll infantry guy there, will mate. push up you guys to you know, death if you want. Whatever, mate. Talk's true. <laughs> all right, right, right. All right, let's get into this success tips. A little bit of fun as we uh, come towards the end of the show. Tell me, uh, what's been the key to your success so far, Ali?
2: Is there oh, one thing or is there multiple things? Oh, there would be multiple things. I wouldn't say I'm successful yet. Like, Yeah, I guess I don't even know if I'll ever reach success. Do yet. you have it's a definition of that for yourself? Being happy with what you're doing. Waking up, you know, on Monday morning. And, and being happy with- Liking with your that. life? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> success, oh, I just think if, if you can create a life for yourself where you're happy, I think that's the ultimate success. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. If, if you're doing what you love and, and you're happy to, you know, to do it and put in the work, to me that's successful. Not necessarily earning five million a year yeah. or earning 150 grand a year or whatever monetary sort of goal. I think just being happy is the most successful thing. For me, probably the key to my success so far is just, I guess, having a growth mindset. You hear people talking about having a growth or a fixed mindset. Yeah. If you've got a growth mindset, you sort of there's no ceiling. There's no sort of ceiling to what you can achieve. I think realizing, I never thought about it, but I've, I've always had. Now, in hindsight, when I do think about it now, I've always had a growth mindset. Realized growing up that I had a growth mindset. But if if you do have a growth mindset, you know it's you're always constantly looking for ways to improve and learn and grow. I think that's important to be successful not just in business just at anything just in life really yeah exactly yeah so that's probably my number one key to success
0: so if you could give the electricians out there any advice what should electricians do less of
2: (sighs) what should electricians (laughs) do less of book work is it you know delegating don't take
0: shortcuts (laughs) on the job (laughs) yeah
2: yeah Um,
0: but that comes down to quoting the job correctly Cause you take short well, yeah. shortcuts if you're mm-hmm. a job, and you're like, oh, there's not enough that, material. Has that happened to you job. early you know on? No, no. Nah,
1: you nah, always nah. had the right amount of yeah, stuff. If, if there's didn't have to a job a that cut.
0: I've gone into that I don't know how long it's going to take, I would have chose the alley rate path, and I know I'd, I'd, I'm against that now because I'm more experienced. Yeah. But if I ever did a job early on that I was just totally unsure of, I'm like, I'll play it safe and do hourly rate. Whereas now that I've been in business for nine, almost 10 years, I'll, I've got more experience and I'll probably overquote a job a little bit so that there's a buffer in there so that if, there, if it does take a little longer, I'll still make
2: money. Nice. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think you shouldn't lower your prices just to win a job because it's about educating your customer as well. If someone's coming in at such a low price, what kind of job are they gonna do mm. for you? They know that they're not gonna be earning as much money or maybe even running, breaking even on the job. So of course they're gonna be taking shortcuts you know, to get the job done. Yeah. So that's where it's important to understand that you should never sort of lower your prices just to win a job. Provide value um, and, and charge a bit more mm. to cover yourself. Yeah, provide better value. I've found that when you're quoting and, and trying to win jobs, if you can provide or distinguish yourself from the competition and provide greater value, customers are generally willing to pay more for that. Yep. Yeah, totally. It
0: comes back to customer service as well. Being available on the phone to explain why your quote is what it is and what you're doing, and that's all part of the service. And that comes back to what you said, Ollie, about adding value and I think that goes you know
1: so far in terms of getting jobs I had one the other day where I put a quote to somebody and they were like oh that's more than you said it was going to be and I said well you never before we spoke the first time we spoke you didn't want these other inclusions so I added the other inclusions into it and then the quote went from being 7,000 to 8,000 and I just took out the inclusion that they wanted I didn't lower my price. I took out the inclusion. And as I was taking out, I'm thinking, that's Jamie Small in my ears telling me not to lower my price, just <laughs> yeah, to take something and, out. Yeah,
0: you've got to take it out.
1: And it was I, so, that was just the right thing to do. It was yeah, just I you nailed the
0: it. area in what you did there is never, and I don't know if you agree with this, Ollie, never put a number in someone's head on site. You need to leave, have a think about it. Because if you say it's $1,000 and you come in at $1,200, they will go, yeah, but you said 1000 Because if you come in at $800, yeah. they will go, they won't say a word. Yeah, so you I need to prevent
2: your. Uh, present your value yeah. first. as well yeah. yeah, yeah, at the same time or, or before the price yeah I agree yep. Yeah, it's a good one on the other side of that coin what should electricians do more of business owner electricians or just like tradies in general business owners Bus- business owners definitely you're a sparky if you're not on the tools I'd be spending more time educating yourself in business and the things that you have no idea or don't like doing or you're not sure how to do I'd outsource that to professionals like I was saying earlier uh, about our website. We had our web, uh, our website redesigned. Our first website, it was built based on what I thought was cool, and you know, it was functional. Looked, yeah, we had a website, yeah. had a couple of photos up there, whatever, to what I thought would be good and what would work with SEO and AdWords and that sort of thing. But what do I know? I'm a Sparky, you know, I rough in mm. houses, fit off houses. Yeah. You know, I'm not a web designer. Yeah, get the so exactly. Yeah. yeah. So now we just outsource that to you know professional website designer, and he does our SEOs as yeah. well, and same with accounting and bookkeeping and all the stuff that you don't know there's no point wasting time
1: more outsourcing is required
2: Mm. exactly mate yeah frees up your time to concentrate on actually building your business love it do you think
0: it's important for the sparkies to um have long and short-term goals to keep them motivated day to
2: day yeah definitely yeah you you need to you you've got to have a target or a goal sort of ahead you know that you can always be working towards because if you if you don't have targets or goals set you sort of just you know drifting around day to day like you need to have something to work towards if you've got something you can work towards you can sort of reverse engineer how to achieve that goal yeah that's a big sort of thing you need to yeah. get your head around and yeah. learn
1: absolutely absolutely well yeah it's a yeah, really really important skill hey uh what's a skill that you're working on at the moment that you
2: haven't quite mastered yet there's a lot i don't know in business a lot but i'd probably say right now the number one thing is i need to get better with my time management i do have a, a google calendar and i sort of time block my days out. So at the moment, we've got a fair bit of work on. I'll try and I work on the tools maybe sort of in the mornings, try and finish by lunch or early afternoon. And then after lunch, I'll, sort of, I'll time block my days out. So, you know, between 1 and 2, I'm i I'm doing quoting, 2.30 to 3.30, I'll do, you know, whatever else. I'll just sort of time block your, your yep. hours or your half hours and then actually stick to what you say you're going to do in that sort of time. Yep. It's just a more efficient way of doing everything. Because if you sort of just finish work at lunch and you jump in the office like oh, what am I going to do There's like there's all stuff to do We're running mm. a business there's a million different things mm. always that need to get done so if you don't sort of put that in to like a an order of how to do things mm. then it's you you're not going to be as efficient in getting no. getting stuff done
1: yeah totally I always I, I'm sorry I was just going to add to that point by saying if you don't uh, manage your time your time will manage you yeah. so yeah. it's really exactly. critical that you do that
0: yeah. My, um, my brother's father-in-law is an absolute multi. He's a really, really wealthy guy. And I said to him the other day, I said, what would be your tip to success or tip for someone looking to be as successful as you? And he goes, it'd be one thing. And he goes, I often say that at seminars when I talk. The night before you go to the bed, write down 10 things you need to achieve that day. Then go to sleep and your brain is processing how you achieve them. So when you wake up in the morning, you go ahead, you, you go through your day, tick them off one by one but the important thing is when you've written them down you've got to put a line through them to say you've done them it's mm. that sense of achievement and you touched on that as well so you've got to write it down and because you can easily go to the office and go oh fluff around here do the bit, bit of
1: this bit of that and not get a lot done so i think it's really important to write it down yeah absolutely there's a uh, a book that i'll link to in the show notes of today's episode called indistractable yeah, and it's a clever title for a book, but it's about distraction and the things that stop you from achieving those goals that you were talking about like that. And you, you, know, you write those goals down and everybody has the best of intentions. My calendar's blocked out in 15 minute blocks and I have the best of intentions, but rarely stick to it. You know? yeah. But I do spend the time padding my calendar out like that so I know what I'm supposed to be working on. And in my business, I have a lot of email so a lot of people communicating me with me via email and WhatsApp and things like that. So I, I just block that out at the top and the bottom of the day. And I don't look at it through the middle of the day. There's just no point in doing that. Yeah. But trying to stick to that is the hardest thing in the world. And learning to be indistractable, meaning you're not distracted by the other things that come along and then you go, oh, I should really answer that email. But no, no, I don't have to get back to that right away. 3.30 to 4.30 is my time block there and my time box there. Wait there let that go and just kind of lean into that little thing and acknowledge that dopamine thing that's coming to you and then just keep concentrating on what it is that you're doing it's really important Uh, one of the one of my good mates is a commercial real estate agent and his
0: automatic reply on his emails is i reply to emails between 1 and 3 p.m every day so that way you've got a bit of a buffer you don't need to rush back to it and you can do that with your voicemail as well yeah it's a good idea yeah, thank you for calling Pro-Mage Let you just let you know that I return calls between one and three PM, so I'll speak to you then. Something like that, you know. So you're not yeah. pressured to get back to people. Setting yeah. good expectations. Yeah.
2: What do you see as your biggest challenge for 2021? There's always a million challenges. Around <laughs> the business. <laughs> um, what is the biggest 2021, one. 2021 with this pandemic at the moment. Who no one knows what's going to happen. If you know, job ending in a couple of weeks or next year, next not, month in March. Yeah, yeah. In March. Yeah. So, I mean, people might not you know have a job or whatever. So people probably aren't inclined to spend money at the moment. So I guess for us, the biggest challenge, I guess, is finding ways to still be profitable and still get that work and getting the leads coming in. There's a couple of different things we do. We've started a, um, a membership program for our customers called Saunders Electrical Family. So it's pretty much just like an email gets sent out to all our existing client base once a month. You know with just tips and value just staying in the front of people's mind just advice on how they can sort of save on the electricity bills and that sort of thing and then yeah once a month we put an offer in there a special for our family members only this month's offer was you know we talked about how led lighting can save upgrading to led lighting can save you your money compared to using halogen, old halogen downlights, which can, can be a bit of a fire hazard as well. And then just, just at the end, you put an offer out there. This month's offer was if you buy three downlights, you get the fourth one free, yep. like on us. Yeah, we got three, four jobs out of it, so yeah, right. yeah, a nice. few grand. And it's always, I've I f- I found it's always easier selling to existing customers who've already bought from you rather than trying to acquire new customers. Definitely. It's obviously important to always be acquiring new customers for, for growth. But it's definitely easier selling to people who, who know you, who've already bought from you, who you've already done business with. You don't need to sort of sell yourself up front because yep. they know what you like. And generally, we've had this, this membership program for about three months, four months now. And yeah, every, every month we send the email out with different offers each month. And every sort of month after every email, we've gotten two to three jobs. Two to yeah. three jobs you wouldn't have had if you didn't send that email. Exactly. No, Thank 15, you. 15, 20 yeah. minutes work, send an email out mm, yeah. you know, each month the ROI, whatever, on a fifteen minute email. Take you fifteen minutes to send it and you make a couple, yeah, couple grand on it. It's are good, you yeah. manually sending them out or are you using MailChimp? How are you doing it? Yeah, we use um, MailChimp. Yeah. I write up the copy for it, run it by the business coach and yeah, then it's good to go. Send it out sort of the first week of every month. Yeah. Nice right. So it's it's a good cheap, easy way to um yeah, to increase your revenue. Yeah. So are you proactive with that or reactive? not I mean, proactive yeah it's good yeah, to, so you need to come up yeah, with the content you yeah. know a couple of weeks in advance yeah. i'll sort of generally come up with it at the end of the month yeah i mean it does if you know what you're talking about like you don't it doesn't take too long to come up with the content it's just like a one page yeah simple stuff email yeah yeah
1: nice one tell me uh in just a couple of words what does it mean to have a, a team and some staff like wh- what's it like i think for me personally as a small business owner staff are enormously gratifying to me i love having people i love giving people a job and i love that they rely on me for that job because it kind of forces me to be the best i can be to keep the cash flow coming in to keep the business going and to keep paying them because they become part of your family they're your extended family what does it mean to you
2: oh it means everything without you know without employees and a team around you there is no saunders electrical group you know there is no pro Image. there's there's no business you know so that in my opinion they're the most important people in your in business in general if you i've found if you look after your employees they'll look after your customers yeah so first thing is look after your employees and then in turn they'll they'll look after your customers i mean me as an individual i can't speak to a million different people Impossible. Voting. yeah you know so you need to sort of train your employees and your team to to do that as well and if they've got the right values the same sort of values and so i heard gary Vaynerchuk say once he's got like 900 employees across his companies or whatever it was and the way he looks at it is i don't have 900 employees working for me i work for 900 employees mm. so i think if you take that mindset yeah. and that perspective on it you serve people i guess you need to sort of ensure that your staff are, are happy yeah to be successful yeah.
0: well that's the thing it's a two-way street it's about making each other happy rather than them just making you as a business owner happy so what's the key how do you keep your staff happy oh hang on that's a 64 million
1: dollar question hang on <laughs> i've got a pen and paper here. that's ready. a good one i'm ready too i'm, <laughs> I'm ready with
2: it <laughs> I guess sitting down with each individual and talking to them, listening, seeing what their goals are, what, what their targets, what they want to achieve, not just in, in their career but just in life in general, getting to, know, getting to know them as a person, as an individual, not just as an employee. Yeah. I think that's really important because if your employees feel like they, um, well, they're being taken care of and they're being listened to and heard then they're going to want to rock up to work you know they're going to want to do their best for you for the company for themselves yeah just finding ways to empower your employees and give them give them a sense of responsibility and ownership for what they're doing don't try and micromanage everything because that's wasting your time as well give, give them the responsibility to go out and do what they know how to do what they're trained to do yeah, yeah. good stuff we started training wednesday mornings we trained this morning at
0: quarter past five oh, five thirty it was good sesh Oh, mate, it is so fun. Yeah, like from the footy culture, you know. Like, you don't get that in the workplace because you're not doing anything really hard together. So every Wednesday at 5.30, we all meet there. One of my mates is the trainer. It's like a gym that he's got um, himself. And we just do like a circuit. We're pushing each other. We're in teams. He's got a basketball hoop in there, so there's penalties if you miss. And we leave there just buzzing. It is so fun, and it's a good way to build that rapport together. There's banter, you know, like, hurry up. I'm the oldest there. I'm like, well, there's guys that are 18. Yeah. I'm, I'm 39, you know, so it keeps me in good stead. And like they say, a happy, healthy staff member is a productive one. So I think if anyone out there listening, I think it's a really good way to sort of build culture is get everyone training together. Yeah, for sure. That's an awesome yeah. Yeah, way to do it. it. Yeah, so fun, man.
1: Is there anyone that's not really fussed with it that kind of drags their ass in there and like, uh, a, are they all up Brad,
0: for it? So Brad is, he's been with us uh, going on seven years this year. And he's a big guy. He's a big bopper. He's six three. He's probably about one hundred and thirty five kilos. So he's the biggest. He's the second oldest, but he's got a big motor. He just wants to work so hard, and uh, it's inspiring to sort of see so and so big keeping up with the young, uh, the younger and smaller guys. So uh, everyone loves it. It's really good. Everyone, you know, everyone. I just got to text them for one of the boys. My legs are so
1: sore. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a simple thing to do. Yeah, it's so easy. Just go for a workout in the everyone. morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really simple thing. All right, last, uh, last question for the success tips here, Ollie. What's the best piece of business advice that you've ever received?
2: I guess I've been lucky enough to receive heaps of business advice. It's hard to pick just one. Best piece of business advice I've been given, probably put your ego to the side. You're never going to know everything. So look for help, definitely. Always, always get help where, where you don't know something. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. You know, tune into shows like this. Always be looking to learn that's probably the the number one thing yeah yeah great advice Well, well said
1: Thanks so much for coming down to the studio at Cronulla. It's a bit of a hike down from the Hills District, but we've really, really enjoyed hosting you here on the show. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, thanks, Holly.
2: No, no worries, Appreciate guys. It. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, uh, thanks, Rob. It's been um, a yeah, pleasure guesting on here. It's, yeah. it's really awesome what you guys are doing and, you know, helping out and, yeah, hopefully some of the stuff I've learnt in my time as a business owner I've shared and, and can help, you know, others who are, I guess, in a similar situation or looking to improve their business or their way of life yeah, yeah. see awesome yeah, what you're doing with this platform
1: definitely definitely. Yeah. I, I learned something and I'm not an electrician so I definitely learned oh, something I definitely about learned business
2: something from you for yeah,
1: sure it's great we're going to um, Jamie and I are going to do some panels uh, with one more person we're just going to kind of riff on these panels and I'd love to have you back here to come and do some of those panels with us we'll bring another Sparky in so there'll be three electricians and, and me kind of hosting and doing the MC
2: thing here on this side so would you be up for that? yeah mate sure Awesome. Let me know and I'll put it into my time blocking. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. We'll time box you properly. Well, That's you're on time. So. That's a compliment. Well, that was a good one. Yeah. So we'd love to have you back. Hey, man, is there anything else that you wanted to share with the audience as we sum up the show here? I just wanted to give you that opportunity if maybe you left something out that you had a, had a moment's thought there or did we cover everything for
2: you? Pretty much covered everything. There was one thing I um, put up on my Instagram stories last night about sharing a little strategy that I've learned how to, how to start turning a profit in your business. Pretty much instantly and consistently. I read a book recently called Profit First. Well, I'm not good with names, but I love pre- that pre- book. Pronounce it, You've read it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Mike Milokowicz? Yeah, re- something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't really pronounce. I'll his link name. to it in the Stop. show notes, so we don't have to yeah, pronounce yeah, put a link it. In, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's an awesome book, mate. It's, it is. Um, I've read obviously read it and um, implemented it into into my business, and pretty much just briefly, what it, what it's about is transferring. So we do our payroll weekly. So every week, every Monday, I'll go through our bank account. I take all the, I add up all the total income that's hit our bank account that week, add that up and I'll transfer, I'll work out 1% of that and I'll automatically just transfer that into a separate profit account. For example, if you if you have $100 income per week, you take a dollar, 1% out of that, forget about it, put in a profit account where you don't see it. If you can run your business off that $100, you can run it off $99. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's a slow drip every week, every fortnight, every month, whatever, just take that tiny percentage out and build that habit and then you're always making a profit then. And as your business grows and develops, you can sort of streamline, you know, look at your P&L and your balance sheet and work out areas where you can save and increase your revenue and that sort of thing. And eventually you can increase that by one to 2% to 3%. And then as your bank account is growing, you can then start transferring lump sums into that profit account and I do the same with um, all the pay as you go taxes your super and the GST every, every Monday separating working, it yeah separate it put yeah. it in the tax account so that you, you forget about it it's then a false then, sense of security if you yeah exactly there, so uh, you, I don't need to worry at, at BAS time You know, after yeah. every quarter or whatever the BAS bill comes in it's already accounted for mm. take it out of my tax mm. account you know yeah. so it's just about paying yourself the profit first you're always going to be profitable then so that's, mm. that's what the book teaches and I've been doing it for a few months now and yeah. it's yeah, yeah. definitely a good way to um. Start managing your money.
1: It is a great book. We've got a, uh, a coach coming up who's a tradie coach. Uh, her name is Amy or something like that. I can't remember, but I connected with her yesterday and she is a specific profit first coach for tradies. Awesome. So she shows them how to actually to do all of that because it's one thing to read a book and to learn the information, but it's another thing to actually execute and to do that. And she helps businesses to do that. So that'll be coming up in the next That's week the or so. You
0: can read books until the cows come home, but the hard part's doing what you've read in the book. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mate, I've read... Hundreds of oh, maybe not hundreds, but probably scores of books. That was a bit of a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not joking. I have to I have to read a book a page twice to really understand. I'm a bit dyslexic. So, do you listen to audio books? I do, yeah.
1: Yeah, I it's better than day. a physical book, yeah. Hey? yeah easier, yeah,
0: never radio, but um, yeah, the hard part's doing so. You can read, like I said, read books till, till the cows come home, but the hard part's doing so. Find a book and implement what's in that book straight away before you go on to the next book. I reckon,
1: yeah, yeah that's good advice, yeah,
0: exactly. Oh, cool.
2: yeah. Touched it on that. Yeah. I think knowledge is nothing yeah. without action. Oh, you could be the most knowledgeable, you know, read 50 books a year, yeah. know all this stuff, yeah. but you're not going to get anywhere unless you actually yeah. do. The yeah. doing yeah. is yeah. where you yeah. make progress. Yeah. Yeah. So I 100% agree with you, yeah. Jamie. It's like the book
0: Think and Grow Rich, you know, it's not, it's think first, then do later, but you've got to think, you've got to have positive thoughts about what you're going to do in your future, and you'll do those things physically down the track.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's good stuff. Hey, Ollie, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? The Instagram's world by the sound of it.
2: Yeah, social media. We're pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, just jump on Google, whatever. All right. See our website, yeah.
1: Good stuff. As always, ladies and gentlemen, the links to connect with Ollie are right there in the show notes. And if you've got a question for him about his business or anything we talked about today, make sure you reach out via Instagram. Jamie, if people want to connect with you, mate. Facebook.
0: Yeah, I, I get a lot of messages on Facebook, so Facebook or Instagram at Pro Image Electrical. You just send a message or some feedback across there and I'll get back to you as soon
1: as possible. Likewise, I'd love a connection via the Instagram world as well, just Seven 77 Gentlemen, it's been an absolute blast. I, I, I always give the guest the final opportunity for the final piece of electrical wisdom here on the show. Would you like to
2: take the parting comment for us today, Ollie? Yeah, mate so some, some wisdom I'm not the most wisdom <laughs> you're not wisdom the most, most wise guy yeah. yeah well it looks um, like you've got something written down there with. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, i no, got my <laughs> phone sitting there yeah some wisdom or advice I don't know just find a way to enjoy what you do if yeah. you don't enjoy what you do mate you only got one life so change what you're doing you're not going to be happy doing the same old thing that you're not happy doing so find a way to be happy and, and do that good stuff well, well said alright gentlemen let's get out of here see ya
0: thanks Rob thanks Ollie
2: thanks guys see ya, see ya.
1: See ya.